all our lives, we've been told to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll be set. How's that working out for you? I'm Tavana Denise, physical therapist turned life and business coach, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life you love and a business on your terms. If you want more time, more freedom, more flexibility, I can help you create it. Welcome to Breaking Protocol, the show for women in healthcare who want more. Today, I wanted to talk about the four types of lists you should make for your business. And it's so important because we have so many things going on. I personally keep myself organized through lists. And I was thinking about this the other day and how can I help you get more organized because so many people come to me saying that they are just simply overwhelmed. So the first list that I believe that you should have in your business is a results list. And I don't mean a goals list because I was looking up the, the whole concept of SMART goals and trying to figure out what was it about the SMART goal that I didn't really like. And so if we were to look at SMART goals, there's a couple of ways I've seen them labeled. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant or realistic, and I'll talk about that in a second, and then time-based or time-bound. So when it comes to specific, what they're saying is a direct, detailed, or meaningful, or you can think about it as in terms of, like, be specific about what do you want to do. Be clear about it. Then measurable, they're saying able to track or evaluate. Actually find out how will you know when you've reached it? Because I think a lot of times we get down on ourselves because we think, oh, we're not making progress or we, we're not, quote, successful yet, but we haven't even actually defined what does that mean? What does that look like? How will we get there? So that's good and all. Then attainable. Is it realistic and do you have the tools and resources to attain it? Is it in your power to accomplish it? And one of the challenges that I have with this particular definition or way of looking at results is I believe in taking radical responsibility for our results and the things that we create in our lives. Because if we take radical responsibility, the ability to respond in terms of the results that if we look at it as things that we have are results that we created, if we create it, we can do something about it. So when they say, is it in your power to accomplish it? I believe so. Also, when they say, is it realistic? Part of my challenge with that is too often we look at what we currently have or what we have done in the past to try to create something in the future. And so how can we say that it's realistic or it's not a realistic result just or goal just because we haven't created it yet or we haven't created it right now if we always thought about things like that i don't think we would have ever made it to the moon i don't think elon musk would be doing the things that he's doing with rockets i don't think we would be using computer batteries to power cars if you've ever been in a tesla that thing goes so fast right that like would that have been realistic quote unquote if Elon Musk told people before that that's what he had a goal of accomplishing. 
could that be part of the SMART goals? And so that's why I really don't necessarily agree with that now. What some people have done is change the R to relevant, meaning does it align with your company mission? I can get with that, right? But when we talk about realistic, mm, I have beef with that, right? Want to think about that one. And then finally, time-based or time-bound meaning that your goal has a deadline. When exactly do you want to accomplish it? And the challenge that I have with clients all the time as well, if you say, I want to quit my job and go full-time in my business by X date, technically you're in the SMART goal realm because you gave it a time frame. But what often happens to people when or if they don't hit the goal, they don't create the result by that date, they throw their hands up like, oh, I didn't do it. So I'm a failure. So I'm not going to keep after it. And what I want to offer to you is that when you look at it as a result that you are going to create, yes, we can put some time frames around it and we can say, this is when I plan to, I expect to achieve this, to create this result in my life. But if we're serious about creating the result, we don't say, if I don't get it at that time, and yes, I'm going to bust my butt to do what I need to do. And I'll tell you what some of the things are that people miss in trying to achieve their goals. But if I don't hit it by this date, I'm still going after it because this result is something that I intend to create. And it doesn't matter if I miss this date. So what are the results rather that you would like to create in your business? And I want to take it back to something that I call the thought model that I discussed in greater detail in episode number three on overcoming overwhelm. But if we think about a result, right, not a goal, going back to the thought model, we say that a result is dictated by actions we take over time or the flip side, actions we don't take over time. And what dictates our actions? They're dictated by how we feel. And so what determines how we feel? Our thoughts do. Our thoughts about the circumstances that we have. So we want to create a specific result, a new result in our life. We can put whatever we want to in the, we call it the R line, the result line. We can put whatever we want to. We can put $100,000 in our business. We can put working full-time in our business, whatever that means for you. We can put whatever it is that you want to in the R line. And so what happens, I think, when people create goals, they say, okay, I want this goal. And so I know that I need to do a certain number of actions to get it. And the challenge with that is, Many times they're going off of brute force or willpower, determination and grit to force themselves to take the action over and over and over again. But what happens when you're tired? What happens when things don't quite go your way and you're feeling frustrated, confused, disappointed? We know if we follow the thought model that oftentimes when people are in those emotional states, they're not doing the things that would lead to the result that they want. So you stop, you collect yourself, and you try again from the A, the action line. Again, forgetting or neglecting to look at how am I feeling 
right now in this moment? What am I thinking about that's causing me to feel this way? Because when I feel a certain way, I'm going to do certain things and always being mindful of that. Many, many times people skip that step and want to go straight to, okay, you want to make a hundred thousand in your business, or you want to have a full docket of clients or patients, then you got to get out there and marketing. You got to knock on doors and you got to connect with physicians to get referrals, or you got to get on whatever it is. They tell you the action. They tell you the steps to take the things to do. But what happens if you don't quote, feel like doing those things? What if you don't feel confident? Are you going to actually do the thing that they told you to do, even if we know it works? So the first list that I recommend you create is your results list. What things are you committed to creating in your life, in your business? Put that new result in the R line. And then ask yourself, what actions do you need to take in order to create that result? And then ask yourself, how do you need to feel? How do you want to feel as you're taking this action, right? Because many, many of us are driven. We can force ourselves to do the work, but wouldn't it be nice to just feel motivated or to feel encouraged or to feel committed? And then backing up a step more, how do you need to be thinking in order to feel hopeful, encouraged, committed? That's the difference. So list number one, results list. The second list along those same lines is your belief list. And so we're all on the same page. What is a belief? A belief is a thought that we've decided is true whether or not we have direct evidence. Beliefs are usually associated with strong emotion and often have lots of little supporting beliefs, kind of like a spider web, which is why it makes them very difficult to dismantle at times. So you can do a belief list where you think about, and sometimes I have clients do this, think about what your beliefs are about money. Think about what your current beliefs are about selling, about being in business, about your ability as an entrepreneur. I just had an email chat with a friend who told me that he didn't feel like an entrepreneur because he was still working at his job. And what I know about that is he felt frustrated. And when he's feeling frustrated, he's really not putting himself out there and he's still actually doing stuff for free. When he's doing things for free, he's not making the money so that he can get out of the job. And so we create our results with our thoughts, right? And so you want to think about starting with what are the things that you currently believe about the different aspects of your business? And then once you can see those, you get to decide what you want to believe. This particular individual can decide to believe that even though he is still working a job, he is also an entrepreneur, right? It doesn't mean that he has to say that he believes that he is a successful entrepreneur, but just the belief, the baby belief that he is an entrepreneur, perhaps it makes him feel encouraged. And when he's feeling encouraged because he's thinking, actually, I am also an entrepreneur, 
then he takes steps and he charges for his services. And the result is he makes money like entrepreneurs do. So that actually is an example of how a belief, at least in my opinion, is different than an affirmation because I get that question quite often. What's the difference between a belief and an affirmation? So really when I help my clients figure out what their new beliefs will, will be, it's definitely something that takes practice and takes work, especially if he's been beating the drum and telling himself for so long, I'm not an entrepreneur because of the circumstance of still working a job. So it's a baby belief, a new belief, but at least it's one that he believes, one that he is excited about. Right. Whereas an affirmation usually to me is something that was given to you by somebody else. And so sometimes you don't believe it because it wasn't in your words. And sometimes you don't believe it because it's too big of a jump from where you are right now. And so that's why we talked about in that last example, I am also an entrepreneur. We can't, sometimes people can't make the mental leap from I'm not an entrepreneur because I still work from a job to I'm an entrepreneur or to I'm a successful entrepreneur. So we, we just change it a little bit. I am also an entrepreneur. And just that baby step is something that he might put on his belief list. So what are some of the things that you are working on believing that you want to believe about yourself, about your business, about sales, about money? What are those things that you want to believe that you are working on believing? Like going to the gym. I might be working on deadlifting, which is one of my favorite exercises. That's why I probably talk about it all the time, but I'm not going to jump in there and do 225 just out the gate. I might start with 135 because I'm working towards the 225. Same thing in our beliefs. So once in the previous example, once he gets past the, I am also an entrepreneur, and then he can start taking steps and he starts building his belief. Then he's like, well, heck yeah, I am an entrepreneur, right? So going up the ladder that way, there are absolutely thoughts that dictate what we do and what we don't do. So it's important for us to develop and to, to cultivate ones that serve us. So thinking about it, what thoughts make you feel determined, motivated, committed, excited? Some of mine are, I attract amazing clients who are willing to do the deeper work. This is happening. I say that quite often about my business, about this legacy that I'm building. This is happening. I talk about it in the present tense. It makes me feel excited because it is happening right now. And that's something that I get to believe right now. It is happening. And then I look for evidence of it and then I do more of it and I create results around it. It's just, a, it's a cycle. Right, And we can, we can create that cycle on the positive spin or we can create that cycle on the negative spin. Another one of my beliefs on my belief list is I have plenty of time. Now, I am also challenged in believing that. That's a baby belief to me. I'm challenged in believing it right now right? Because I was so used to rushing around and thinking there were so many things to do. So now I'm cultivating that belief of I have plenty of time. Another belief on my belief list is B minus work changes lives. 
And I believe that 100% because you and I are so used to perfection and doing things to the highest level. Either we take a long time to do it, we don't do it at all unless we know we can get it right or perfect, or if we force ourselves, we can cram all of that into one period of time, but then it's also a stressful, frantic, hectic time. And we're going to produce high quality work because otherwise we're not doing it, right? But it's just stressful. So what if you tried on the belief, I have plenty of time? I just feel my shoulders relax just thinking about that. And guess what? Nothing changed. I just decided to think I have plenty of time. I decided to believe that. And then the B minus work, of course. And then here's the fun one. It's okay for me to have everything I want. It's okay for me to have everything I want. That's one that I'm playing with. It's just one of my fun beliefs. And I like the idea of creating a number of beliefs, even within a certain topic. Like let's take, for example, the topic of money. You might have a number of beliefs that you used to have or currently have around money, and you have your beliefs that you're creating around money. It's important to have multiple beliefs within that category because I think of it like a running playlist. So when I used to run a lot, I had a running playlist and just sometimes like Runaway Baby by Bruno Mars is one of my favorite songs to run to. And so most of the time I can just run and run and run to that song. But some days it just was not doing it for me. I just could not. It felt like I was dragging my legs through mud, even though that was my favorite song. And maybe two, three days or a week later, I can, you know, I can run again to it. But for whatever reason in that day, it's like this song is just not doing it for me. And the same thing with your belief list. So think about it like your running list. Have multiple things on there so you can flip through them as you need them. Because sometimes it's just not going to generate the emotion, the feeling that you need to take the action that you need to. The third list is an idea list. Now, I love the, the concept of an idea list because I'm an idea generator. I love coming up with things to do. And it can be very, very hard for me to sit on, sit on my hands and not do the things because I'm also a quick start. So I get an idea, boom, I'm doing it. Challenge is when I have to implement the thing that I'm doing. So sometimes it's a good idea for you to create what I call an idea list. And essentially... All you do with that is every time you come up with an idea, you give it love, you give it attention, you give it time and put it on the list, right? Because that way it will not drain your brain power. It won't drain your energy because it's sitting back there like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. You've put it there. You're not going to worry about forgetting it because it's on your idea list. You've given it time and attention like brain, we heard you and you gave it time and attention. You can always go back to it in the future, but you get to continue to practice constraint and stay focused on what it is that you are doing. Because the challenge here is when you are like me, you're an idea generator, what happens is either you don't do anything because you're paralyzed with indecision of, well, what if I pick the wrong thing? And for the record, there is no wrong thing. Everything is here to teach us something. 
or you start a bunch of things and you never, never find yourself finishing, which is also not productive. So at least when you have that idea list, you can put it down and keep working on what you were working on. Now, the final list is a support list, a support list. When you're in business for yourself, there are a zillion things to do, (laughs) or at least it feels that way. And maybe in the beginning, we have more time than we have money. I think even if you have a lot of money in the beginning, I think it's important to at least have a working knowledge of most of the things in your business. But if you're holding down a full-time job while you're trying to launch your business, you may opt to use some of those funds to get some support. And then of course, once you get to a certain point in your business, you may decide that it's time for you to focus on your strengths, right? Which will help build the business faster. It will make it so that your business is more fun when you're doing something that you're good at and you enjoy. And you may want to focus on high yield tasks in your business. So there are some small tasks that happen in your business that yes, you can do them, but at some point you get to a place where it's like, it's not the best use of your time to do it. So then you hire someone to do those tasks, right? So when I first started my business, I was thinking about a team because really and truly you could create an organizational chart right now. And if you look at it, your name is going to be on all of those spots. So at some point, you don't want to be doing all of the things in your business. So I thought about a team and who could do what? The things that, yes, I was doing them, but I wasn't great at them or I didn't enjoy doing them or it just wasn't a high yield task for me to do. So I started thinking, okay, who would I hire first? Who could really help me the most to build this business so that I would have more revenue and resources to hire other people and get their support? So who is on your support list? I am not good at graphics at all. That was one of the first people that I hired. Then I knew I needed some help with administrative tasks. That was the next person I hired. And then I needed more help with the marketing and the the content marketing and social media marketing. So that's the next place that I got help, right? So who would be on your list in terms of people? And then what tasks would be on your list? So here's something to think about, right? Because this is a lifestyle business, at least for me. I am doing this because I have a legacy, but I also have a lifestyle that I want to build. And I imagine that you do too. So when the shelter in place orders are lifted, who else might be on your support list? It doesn't necessarily have to be just for your business. It could be having a house cleaner come in. It could be having a bookkeeper. It could be a chef or a food service, right? So food service is the first step, you know, the first step and then chef might be big time, right? So that's what you will put on your support list. Where do you need support? And sometimes it could be tools or software. So what's on that list? So you get it out of your brain, give it time and attention and know that you have it in one place and you can always come back to it. You might be thinking, why is there no to-do list? And 
That is a very good question because I teach my clients how to throw away the to-do list week after week because I think it's important to know not to have this overwhelming, always running to-do list, but to know when you're going to do what, not only for your business, but for yourself, for your family, for your life. And so if you want some support in that area, just go to TavanaDenise.com forward slash momentum to schedule a consultation. We'll talk about your ideas. We'll figure out what's been standing in the way, even if that means what support you need, how to beat the overwhelm, all of that. So I will see you next time.